Welcome to Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast, where we explore marketing trends and technology, gaining insider knowledge from the industry's best. Fjord is proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast. I'm Joe Barsness from web and software development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we'll be talking with Vladimir Staniszewski from Neighbor Animation. Welcome to the show, Vlad. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for doing this. I'm glad we connected. And I want to hear, um, as always, we kind of start the show, just a little bit of background about you and, and where... Uh, how you got to where you are now um, at your organization, Na- Neighbor uh, Animation. My story might be a little too long, so I'll try to make it quick. Sure. Uh, as you can guess from my accent, I'm not from here. You got it. I'm actually from New York. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Um, yes, uh, I'm, I grew up in Russia. Uh, all my life I spent there. I mean, until I, was, I grew up there until I was 16. Okay. And uh, I never planned that I'm going to leave. But then uh, I got a really nice scholarship uh, in Italy. So I went there for two years. And after that program, I got a scholarship in Florida. And that's how kind of I entered like the United States, which is a fantastic country. And thank you so much for all immigrants like myself being here and being so welcoming. Um, and I got my degree in computer animation uh, at Ringling College of Art and Design in Florida, which is considered one of the most of the best schools for computer animation uh, specifically and by animation magazine been ranked as number one animation school in the world so it's very strong in that what they do fantastic uh, program too and uh, shortly after i've been actually one of my first jobs i've gotten was at um, a company in minneapolis so that's how I st- i'm here today um and um I worked for Neighbor Animation already for about five years or so. Okay. And uh, our company is not that big, but we specialize on uh, computer animation, uh, which is, uh, again, any digital com- commercial. It could be all the study from live action footage that we take and we add some VFX to it, some motion graphics in the templates. I'll explain the, some differences later as we talk. But we basically provide animation services as well for commercial, but also educational pre-visualizational purposes could be for trade shows or commercial or educational as I said got it so um, uh, back to your transition from Russia to Florida to Minneapolis which climate is similar to Russia Um, is it Florida or Minneapolis Uh, funny you ask I mean Russia is always people assume it's like always cold yeah Russia is as big as bigger than the United States in that time so we have all the climate zones too like Florida which gets pretty hot I grew up though in the climate that's very similar to Minneapolis okay even though like I would say it's slightly colder where I'm from Uh, we actually get more snow even though I know Minnesota people like to complain how much it is I'm like ah it's not that much (laughs) so uh depends where you're coming from yeah. So it is very familiar. I love it here. Four Seasons is very familiar for me. Very good. Very good. And how did Neighbor Animation Studios come about? What problem is it solving? What is the history of the organization? Um, I joined when Neighbor was already an independent company. Um, but as a story, is like they started originally as a part of Knock Inc. Um, and... Um, we still, as a, that's our sister company. We worked closely together. We always did. 
Um, but at some point, the team grew, the amount of products we received was uh, enough to sustain the company. So as a, we've been our own company for about 10 years um, and already beyond that, so 10 plus. And, um, but during the COVID times, um, you know, when the COVID hit, there was not so much need to use that much space, neither for Knock, neither for us, uh, because a lot of people went remote. So we decided to merge back. So right now we work in the same building as it, we originally started. Got it. And Knock is a tradition, more traditional advertising agency, correct? Correct. Uh, they do all the marketing and advertising services. Um, yeah, and we've worked. I know them personally because I've worked with them in the past, and 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 all of those things as well. So that's wonderful. Um, now, talk to me about uh, the the um, it, like what originally wanted like got you into computer animation. Like, what made you look at that as a career? What sort of background do you have in that realm, and and how has it been a, a success for you? I know that many people chose it to be and had it as a dream to be an animator. I didn't even know that existed. Like, you know, you watch, I grew up watching cartoons and uh, movies, and it was like just something you see on screen. It's like, I never thought I can make one myself, um, although it would be fantastic. So after I got my, you know, high school diploma in Russia, um, and I got that after a couple of years opportunity to be in Europe and Italy, from that point on, I applied to many different schools across the globe and um, I thought I'm going to be an architect because I liked always mathematics, you know, physics, you know, scientists kind of, uh, um, but also I always enjoyed doing art and I like the technology, computers, so I thought architecture could be a good merge of it or engineering. Um, but also among those schools I applied was Ringling for computer animation and they just the only ones who give me like full rights scholarship. And of course you can't say no to that. I mean, at least I couldn't. So um, that was an easy decision for me. And I didn't even realize how cool the program was. Um, I didn't even know exactly what it meant. I was like, okay, computer animation, art and with computer sounds like what I want to do. Um, but right now it's like part of, I mean, it is part of my life. It's my yeah. job every day I do it. And I taught it, I love it. It's uh, incredible. The best part of this job Literally anything you can imagine, I can make it. Like absolutely, there's no limit. Um, so that's fantastic. And so that's that's we are the bridge between anything and anyone because like, from the idea to the final result, you need us. Like you need animators, you need somebody, artists who can give a first visual to your amazing idea. And we're not just making a picture of it; we're making it a life, which is even more exciting. Mm -hmm. Like any character you see on the screen, any character you see in the movie you suddenly, from somebody you never knew, you, you have so much care, you have so much feelings, you like or dislike this character, you're angry or you're crying, like that's so much emotion and caused by something that doesn't exist. It's a made up character, sometimes a made up idea. But this is so amazing about humans and about being part of this creation, to make something that people never heard of, suddenly be aware and care about it. Um, that's very exciting for me to Got it. Be at this place. Yeah, and what are the what are the things that you create? So obviously, there's 3D animation, there's virtual effect. Like, what are kind of the categories of things that you and your team create for your clients? Um, that's very professional question, and I love that you're asking it. Um, 
in uh, not many people know they're like oh just animation um but yes there are subcategories and they're more like distinguished we we know as like you know what we do but for the people like often for clients they like just whatever works the best so we choose usually different ways to accounting budget style and like what is the most suitable for the project but we do all of it we do 3d animation which is uh basically um when people think 3d computer that means it's easy the computer does it for you not quite there's more actually steps than even to 2d hand-drawn animation so like i'll start from 2d 2d is a cell typically we think of drawing by drawing animation that's like you know old-fashioned disney um when you draw every single frame that's a 2d animation uh, then there's a 2d that's kind of a flesh style where you draw a character and you move it but it's still two-dimensional uh, it could be like imagine if you have a paper and you draw on it and now you move this piece of paper it doesn't have a dimensionality to it mm-hmm. that's what you do right now in the computer side you can do it through computers but still 2d and then there's computer 3d animation which is basically similar to puppet animation you model you start still by the design and drawing on paper but then you sculpt your character you sculpt the object in 3d space so it actually has the volume it has like xyz dimensions so and then uh, i set up lights i set up textures and i render it rendering is the process when you take that three-dimensional image and you again you make it two-dimensional because that's how you're going to see it on screen Although sometimes you choose to live a three-dimensional for things like games or virtual reality or augmented reality. People want to keep the dimensionality through the app. And that's totally great. That's another use of it. But very often, even when you watch Disney today or Pixar or any of those awesome big companies, you see the images been flat again. But those characters were created in 3D and they textured and they lit and they surfaced and they have hair simulation. They have hair dynamics. They have cloth dynamics. They have... Uh, waves VF, like water VFX, smoke VFX, sand, all those things. Now that, it, yes, it, you don't have to draw it, it's much easier, but before you drew it as a line and you just shade it as a blue yeah. and it looked like water. But right now you have a teams of artists who not just develop in the look, but they have to make this VFX, uh, set up the software to give it pr- parameters, have a machines to render, calculate it, have the whole right settings, for the visual purposes, so that water is transparent, you have compositors to take those layers, you have VFX techno team who sets it all up, you have rendering team who renders, you have a lot of machines that render it. So it's became like not one person job, but it's like you need two, three teams right now to do what people are doing 2D just by shading it, one color. Of course, it looks much better, but it costs much more too, because so much more work actually in that. But it's worth it that visuals are fantastic that's why people loving it yeah and i know so like there's different things that you might use this for what are people most often coming to you and your team for so i know you work with both other advertising agencies and then you work for clients like what problem are you solving and like what are they asking for the most that's a great question um we keep such a big variety Okay. Which is almost maybe surprising. Uh, but, but even right now, I'll tell you the recent projects, we've done a giant, like for us, big sequel projects with the Hoover Stanford University, where it was educational. We When we went to their locations, uh, like Washington and I believe San Francisco, and we directly shot the talent uh, 
as a footage rolling camera when the speaker would say his uh, speech um, on the like sitting behind the desk and we would put the vfx and all the visuals on the table you can check this out on our website too but uh it's basically visualizing educational concepts uh so that's very educational on the other side we just did the project for mr bubble campaign uh, where it was uh, very a live short commercial typical to showcase the emotion and uh, the new product they produced and right now we working on some other pitches and projects which are like more virtual reality augmented reality for the new trade shows coming up okay so we hit all the spectrum where it's like educational it's uh or showing cases like you know for trade shows but also like typical like i mean more like what we guess more known for is commercials commercials but, yeah but everything like literally everything that's moving anything that's digital um even at some point we did like um just prints for the hospitals or in Target, we had like campaigns that they need to be like digital assets, like they need to be rendered, but again, one still, but very high res image, so, which is like to say, not 4K even, but like 16K or 32K, because this is giant, giant prints and they want that resolution. So we're like, okay, we can make it. Cool. Are there, what are, what's a common misconception in your world that people come in and assume about your craft or your skill in, in your industry? The biggest number one is, as in many others, I believe, that it's easy. This just comes with one click of a button and like it's computer, right? So you click button animate and it's done. You just type the word and maybe with the AI technology one day, that's what's going to be it. Um, but Today as it is, um, as I mentioned, it's a lot of a lot of craft from the very beginning. Like when you, anything you see in the ID, uh, anything or you see in the screen, somebody has to come up with the idea, then design it, then uh, you know build it. Actually, like for example, 3D space, then texture, light, model, and then this whole rig, rigging, which is like creating an inner structure that allows me to move it, move that puppet, move that character. And imagine to rig the face. That's how somehow many different like joints you need to place there. It's like yeah. Uh, for the body, it's pretty much real. Like we place the same joints uh, where the human would have. But for the face, uh, because you're not building all the inner muscles for a smile. I think when you smile, you use over 100 muscles. So we literally have to place those like not hundreds, but usually like over like I don't want to say 10, 30, 50 plant shapes or like different deformers or different joints to make those facial expressions as a character just smiles it's uh so it's like way before you just drew a line which is still also not just a line of course like you had to draw the character over and over again so any animation you take it's a lot of lot of work and a lot of patience and a lot of craft a team it's really hard to be one person machine so yeah yeah that, i mean that's very very similar to our industry and and someone might even think Vlad and we talked about uh, like they might even think Vladimir sorry uh, they they might even think um, that you and I your your team and our team do the same thing and they're very specialized skills so uh, you know most listeners probably know but Fjords is a custom software development team um, but we would not do much with the animation space and that's why we partner with teams like neighbor animation when there is that kind of video element or something that needs to be animated and we might place that on something that we're building but it's not some it's a very different skill set 
And I think in my world or our world at Fjords, we have kind of the same thing. Well, it's it's easy. It's a computer. It's a this. And and like you said, like just eye-opening to think about that you need to do a bunch of settings to make a smile happen. And then you probably are playing with that along at certain times and it gets very involved in, in that piece. Um, and same with us, we get, you know, it's it, a lot of times what we're doing is trying to automate something, but in order to automate it, we need to think about all of the variables that come into play, not just the ones that you're thinking about right now or the one use case. Mm-hmm. We have to think about all that. And then the error handling and the, you know, quality assurance that I'm sure you have to do too. You have to, uh, you know, every frame or however it works, you have to kind of make sure that it's consistent and creates a, a, a quality end product. And so I think that's a common misconception, probably with a lot of things that you're not as familiar with in any Definitely. world. Building a house Definitely. is easy until you realize you have to be a plumber and an electrician and a carpenter. And that those Absolutely. are very interesting, uh, you know, worlds. And, and so those are just more common things that, that people know about. Um, Absolutely. If you had one kind of, project or experience in your career that you think is like a a crazy, a a great story or a proud moment that you've had um, or a really cool, engaging project that you've had, what would you say is, is one of your favorite experiences in your career? Um, One of the top ones, uh, I would say recently, my wife and I uh, had to it's kind of has a big sad beginning, but it's all good. Uh, we had to leave the States uh, just to get my visa extended. And um, during that time, uh, COVID hit, re-elections, there's like, you know, Russia, US relationship had to throw some struggles. And we ended up being stuck in Russia. Instead of being two, three month period, we ended up being there two and a half years. Um, but that worked out for great benefit too, because like I ended up working for like one of the biggest and the most successful animation studios in Russia, uh, Masha and the Bear. It's a kids TV show. By the way, I recommend it and <laughs> I think it's child safe and I like it. Um, but basically, um, I started there as animator in Moscow then I promoted to lead animator then I even got a chance to meet some people and uh, got a chance to write s- scripts for the new upcoming episodes as well as co-direct some of other episodes in uh, storyboard them so i it's even though it's a giant company and like as uh, i just mentioned jumping from row to row is not common at all you're just like you may grow up in one which is like an animator late animator and one day in 10 years you become director that's what i got told in the first day but literally within those two years i got a chance and again it's such a blessing i don't take credit i think it's like there's a time and god's mercy on me how it's all worked out but it's been a great experience and so at some point I ended up working a few of those jobs simultaneously. I was writing scripts as, as I was lead directing, like lead animating and uh, directing and storyboarding on different parts of the projects of the same company. And at the same time, I met some people on the animation conference and got invited to teach a couple of uh, online classes in Kiev, in Ukraine. So, and I did that. So I had like five, six jobs at once was crazy. I didn't even realize it was that crazy. At some point, me and my wife sit down in the bed and we're like, what's up with us? We, we're doing everything. Everything's good. But we're just not as happy, I guess. And we're like, yeah, let's try to guess why. When the last time we had a coffee together or something? And we're like, that's probably been like a month ago because like, we've just both been really busy with things we were doing. Um, 
so uh, I slowly started cutting down, but it, it was a fantastic time. Oh, that's, yeah, good that you, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say, and sounds like you really uh, accelerated your career in, in that way. Um, I want to jump back into, you know, something about something that's coming up in a lot of our conversations is, and I think it, it may apply to animation. I just kind of want to know where it's headed, but like what's new in animation, what's coming and how does AI impact animation? Does that make, it probably makes it worse for people to just think, well, it's AI. And so it'll just work, you know, when I tell it to do something, what, what's coming next in your world with, with all of that? You know, I always try to stay on top of thanks to technology, because like, I always see it as a plus. So uh, it's a new tool that we can use. So when the virtual reality, augmented reality came to be a thing, we were like right away trying it out before we got any projects. And then because we did, we received a number of projects to use it on. And the same thing with the AI, uh, I'm already like using it here and there, what it can do. Um, and the day we have it now, I can tell where it's going, but the way we have it now, it's still very limited for animation purposes. It makes more like a chaotic so far because it's country, it's not very good for reading from past to future images and keeping them consistent. Consistency is a big struggle. It can fill gaps really well right now on the single image, but when you put a sequence to it, uh, it kind of starts making stuff that doesn't exist, which is could be good for specific style, um, but very specific so far, very, very unique style. It's not can be used yet in mass, like say commercial and stuff like that. It's probably for some something very unique. Um, so, but it's great for single imagery right now, even for finding references. Like, you know, I need this like I need this blue massive uh, alien ship flying on top of like chocolate planet. I just put those words, and it can make me that imagery that would be pretty good, pretty close to what I probably want. Uh, or at least get me excited or give me some more ideas of what I can be doing. So it doesn't replace me, but it helps me to be more creative. Um, and for the imagery as well, like I've seen some people in companies who are kind of really, really, really guiding it. So it would be faster to do it more, almost pretty much yourself versus like guiding to do what you wanted to do. Yep. Um, but it, they receiving pretty decent results. I think in the future, uh, it would be capable of, again, like do a lot of good things, like a lot of creative, even using the creative of other artists. Um, but you need somebody to guide it along to do what you need it to do. Uh, it's uh, definitely like, I think it's going to be a giant industrial revolution in every single field. And I don't think animation is going to be like one of the biggest ones to suffer. It seems like, so, I mean, not to suffer, I shouldn't say that, but like um, to have this big of a change. Yeah. Because automation that you can do for the artist it's still like our day we like to control and give exact things that we want uh so like you still need someone with a hand with an artist who's gonna craft it to what the other person's visions is it's always gonna still you gotta put too many words to describe so that's exactly where we come in you want it to work and you want to say hey make it awesome and we as a people can uh but while the machine is like it's it's very um still chaotic in a way and it's uh, harder to control the way it is now but, yeah hey it's a yeah new tool. yeah and that's the same i mean that's a story i hear in in almost every industry when i talk about it including ours where there are definitely things we can use ai for but we're not building the ai we're utilizing it to get an idea or do the first iteration of something or get another opinion and it's making our work 
more effective and um, more, uh, um, uh, you know, taking less time to do things, but it's not replacing us by even 10%, right? Um, and it will more, more and more be able to do more and more, make us more efficient. Um, but you still have to have that personal piece to it to make it all connect all the dots. Um, and it's a long way off from, you know, thinking about it as an engineer replacement and a computer animator and, and all of those things. But we should be utilizing and playing it to get Absolutely. that first idea and, 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 and treat it as another tool that you can use or implementing things that other people built on, you know, um, into web properties or whatever it might be. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a welcome addition, um, but it still is not uh, to a point where it's revolutionary at this point. Um, so absolutely. All right. Well, Vladimir, unfortunately, that's all the time we have on today's show uh, for Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining uh, me and talking about animation. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm more than grateful uh, even to be in the show and the, how I met you and Mike. Um, best and all the blessings to you guys and your team. Uh, if anybody ever has any questions uh, to me directly, uh, I may be stealing your line here. <laughs> Go ahead. But uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn uh, just by putting my name, which is really hard to type right away correctly. <laughs> so hopefully description will do it. Yep. Vladimir Staniszewski. Um, but more than that, I encourage you, like, we are local. If you listen to us in Minneapolis, we are local. We live in, like our company is in, located in Minneapolis and you can just search neighbor animation. And I'm, the first person probably to greet you and meet you there and show you around what we do and how we do it. Um, I'm doing a lot of new business as well as recruiting. So if you ever have any questions or you just want to see how animation industry works and how it's done, please shoot us an email and I'll get connected with you. I'll just come over and uh, I'll most likely will be able to make time for you. So thank you so much, Joe, for your time and this time. Uh, yeah, look yeah. forward to seeing you in person. Absolutely. You'll find uh, neighboranimation.com is uh, just how the typical spelling would be. You can find it that way. Otherwise, uh, Googling neighbor animation and then looking for the Minneapolis, uh, confirming that it's in Minneapolis is where you can find Vlad. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to fjordsdigital.com mind slash mind your own marketing business or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. 